Boom. We are live. It is recording. Everything is working. Nice. It seems like all of it is coming together. All this is working. This is all recording. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So I am joined here today by uh, a good friend who you've seen before in this podcast, Sebastian Asaf, who is uh, here. And he he spent a, a good amount of time working at a, at a very beautiful restaurant, a restaurant that I got, I heard a ton about, and I've always loved the name, and I've always loved what's on the menu, uh, but I actually tried for the first time just maybe a month and a half ago when I came by with my parents. It's a, it's a restaurant known as Le Carcasse, um, but we've got here today J.M. Jean-Michel Paquet, who is a local entrepreneur, a, I guess a restaurateur, if you want to call mm -hmm. it that, but also a franchise owner. Yes, and, sir. and kind of, it seems like you have a story that you felt ass backwards into somehow franchising <laughs> and building a whole bunch of stuff like that. Yeah. First of all, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you for nice being here. Nice opportunity. Absolutely. Happy to be here. So very quickly, Seb kind of introduced you as being a potential guest. One, because I love entrepreneurs. I love the stories of entrepreneurs. I love the stories that, that entrepreneurs kind of are, are creating in the world and all the things that that, that, that requires. And I love the tenacity of entrepreneurship. And I, I told Seb the other day, I was like, there's two things that, that are probably the hardest businesses I could think of. And it's running a restaurant and running a farm. So I run a farm and Seb is now kind of involved in, in elements of the farm. We're, we're, we're starting planting more garlic this year, doing a bunch of stuff like that. Uh, and you run not only one restaurant, but at the time you were running, I, I think, two. Yep. Started Couteau yep. and, and, and just that exploded. I mean, tell me a little bit about who you are, your story, how did you get into the restaurant game? Like, I've, tell me tell me your background. Yeah, yeah, I've been in the restaurant business for quite a while now. My father basically was working as a manager in a restaurant. Um, and I got the opportunity to work as a busboy when I was like 13 years old. And, uh, you know, the classic, uh, classic setup. Yep. So I started when I was younger mm -hmm. and I enjoyed it so bad that I said, you know what? That's that's what I'll do, and um, I was in high school, and my first job was basically in a restaurant as a busboy. So I kept uh, working in the restaurant business, and at uh, one point I was working with Greeks, Italians, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. all the classic, yeah, the yeah, classic yeah, restaurant, yeah, yeah. restaurant so owners, busboy and dishwasher, <laughs> yeah, and I, in between. Exactly, became a waiter, and uh, you know, at one point you're you're saying to yourself like, I wouldn't do that like this, like. Mm do it like this or like that and at one point i said you know what i'll start my i'll start my own business from there you know starting well, wait, hold on now. from there you went to the bank they were like no wait a yeah. second we're not giving you nothing here's a quarter million dollars yeah. <laughs> of course <laughs> at 15 years old yeah exactly. yeah, yeah of course so, of course no, no. they helped you out yeah so you figure it out pretty quick that you're not going to get a dollar from them no no so you have to put like every penny's on the side and uh you know make your bankroll basically mm -hmm. so that's what i did and uh, when I was 21, I started at uh, 29, I started my first restaurant, went great, started, uh, started a second one that I still own called La Carcasse, mm -hmm. which is in Delson. It's now in uh, Saint-Constant. Uh, we used to it, be yeah, in yeah. Candiac and uh, we so, moved so. to uh, Saint-Constant. Right. Uh, we, we were in a smaller uh, locale yep. and 50 seats and we were refusing about 400 customers a week. Wow. So that was pretty bad for us. It was good. Good it for the business. It was great reputation. great for the business. Yeah. But, you know, you see all that those dollar signs coming out of the windows and say, hey, we have to move out of there. Mm -hmm. So we found that place, 100 seats. Beautifully designed, by the way, I have to it's say. I really like the actual interior decor. I'm, oh, I, wow. If you look around here, down. I'm like very, I'm like very yeah, strict yeah, yeah, yeah. about how I like things. But that, I really that love house that place. is like 165 years old. Is it older than the first one? Yeah. The first one was first like one twenty five. The first one was one, it was one twenty five. This one is one hundred and sixty five. Wow! So, so when they moved, you had to maintain that charm. So you found the, the old house. That's the biggest. The size, that's the then, biggest problem. But then you really had to invest it a lot. But before going there, I mean, if you talk about the first like the first move, you started saving up all your money. What are like some of the things that you put like aside? What are some of the sacrifices? The well, eating, the, you know, we hear the, the entrepreneurial story of eating ramen noodles no. while trying to open up a fancy, like a beautiful restaurant. <laughs> no, no, that, it was just like, uh, it, it was a mind game, basically. You know, you're a waiter, yep. you work at night, you make 300 bucks, everybody's going out to have a, to have a blast and spend all their money. Well, That's true. 
You have to You're not doing that. talk to yourself very seriously and say, you know what, I'll put at least 200 bucks on the side and, you know, I have another $100. And so that's basi- that, that was basically every day. And uh, you wake up a couple of years later, you have a couple of uh, couple of dollars on the side and um, you're trying to make, you know, you start to make some moves. And that's what I did. And I risked, basically, I risked everything, like trying to make some moves and doubling my mom, my money. Sometimes it didn't work, but that's where I started. And I did a couple of like uh, real estate moves and, um, you know, uh, buy an old house, flip it, sell it, make a couple of bucks. Mm-hmm. And that's how I uh, you were able to accumulate, make yeah, accumulated my money to make my, uh, basically my first restaurant. And it's, uh, wow. It's, honestly, it's easy. Like, it's just having the mindset. You're a humble man. <laughs> well, when you want something, like, really bad. That's true. There's no other way. That is 100% my, true. My parents were not going to give me a quarter million. No. So, like, like your two options is basically, ah, it's too hard, I'm not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Or you say, I'm going to, you know. But I know, so I've been an entrepreneur for 13 years now. I'm 31. Yeah. And That's pretty a, good. Yeah, I, I started, I ran an indoor skate park in Brossard called South Park, yeah, which yeah. was on Tashro. I remember. And um, I ran that for three years. The rent. In Marché Village, I think. Right next yeah. to Marché Village, yeah, right, yeah, na- yeah. right near there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And so right near the, the, the old kind of Chinatown in yeah, Brossard, yeah. basically. And my, I remember the day, like, I don't, kn- I f- if I knew how hard it was going to be when I started, if I knew like just how like insane it really is to run a business, I'm not sure I would have invested all my life savings, which which wasn't that much. But I, I also worked a ton. Um, but I worked my first job was at uh, like the equivalent of Home Depot. So Renault Depot. Yeah. And I worked in the paint department. I saved every dollar and then I put it all into this business because that's what I really mm-hmm. wanted. That's what I really wanted to do. And but the overhead was insane staff in your case is insane right like when you start a restaurant you have to buy all the food and i want i've always wanted to build a lounge that was always my dream i wanted to open up a restaurant have a have it be a bar but that was like this quiet meaning there was like background music and nice lighting and it was it was more lounge like so i understand when you really want to do something you got to do it but there's some level of like there's a leap of faith that you made of there. Of course. Because it's one thing to be a busboy and a waiter. It's another to run yeah, yeah. and have suppliers and have payroll and have yeah, yeah. You know, all the things like that. And I didn't have any like, uh, like uh, what do you say? Mentors? Forma- no, formation. Or oh, training. Yeah. I didn't have any training for that, you know. So I just said, you know what, I'll jump and I'll, I'll see it on the way. Mm. And when they say, oh, uh, jump out of the plane and build, a, build, build your plane. Parachute. Yeah, exactly. Something like that, you know. So... Uh, pretty much how it goes and uh, you know you, you were talking about oh if i knew it was that hard uh, maybe i wouldn't have do, uh, yeah, doing it I started. you're still you're still doing it right still now. doing it that's and true you have a couple of businesses and mm-hmm. it's because you enjoy it you there's a freedom that comes with it there's totally. a there's a like there's not, a slavery not, that not, comes with it and there's a freedom that comes with yeah, it too. not a like a recognition but you know like there's a there's a respect there, it's even more than respect, but not, it's like a reputation. Respect, a reputation, but I mean, like, there's um, what's the word I'm looking for? That uh, that, fe- that feeling you get, you know, that uh, feeling d'accomplissement, you know, yeah, uh, an accomplishment. Fuck, yeah. it's crazy. Can yeah. we, can we <laughs> you can swear, yeah, yeah. yeah. You're, this is all rated R. Crazy. This podcast is rated R, but it's crazy. It's crazy, honestly. Like the feeling you get yeah. when you like you're setting a goal yeah. and you get there. Yeah. Yeah, that's crazy. It's better than anything. So that's that's the thrill, you know. And I when I started my first business. I remember we opened the first restaurant, and I was like the 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 feeling that I got was like I want to live this like every day. Mm. That's that's I, I need to live this every day. Yeah, yeah. And it's not about the money. Honestly, it's not about the money. Like it, people that know, agree. that know me well, like it's not about the money. I I'm agree. doing good, but I'm not like I don't have like uh, yeah yeah. I get it. It's not about I fully I have a hundred dollar watch right now, you know, and uh, I'm good. <laughs> I have about uh, you know sixty sixty bucks of, of clothing on what, me right now. What about what was uh what was what was uh I, I think it's funny for people to know what your first car was and how long you had it. How, how my long first car? Oh, you're you're talking about the caravan, right? <laughs> that was not my first car. That was not my that first car, but. You had that caravan I'm a, throughout. I'm like, a caravan guy. Right. Yeah. But, I mean, you had that for, for a while. When I first, right? when when I you say first Dodge caravan, you're talking about the Dodge, Dodge minivan caravan. Dodge caravan. <laughs> old red Dodge caravan that he would lend to the waiters when they had to go yeah, yeah, and yeah. stuff. And, oh, and God. Take shipments and stuff. And the first time. You picked, up, you picked up your girlfriend on your first yeah, date. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
it and she was she was shocked that I bought it new. Mm. So when I told her I bought it, like why did you choose that color? I said, well, you know, I bought it new. It was red. The inter the interior was like beige or something like that. She flipped out. You bought that new? Are you crazy? I said, hey, that's uh, that was the feeling back then. I was like 22 or something. <laughs> But like uh, I don't know. First time I drove a car, and I was like, "Well, that's the type of car that I want to drive." But like you don't believe it right now. You well, you believe. Well, it, no, I believe you. I believe you. But it, it's definitely not the car I'd buy today. Yeah, for sure not. Oh, I, if not. I had to buy any car, it'd be a Tesla right now. That's the yeah, <laughs> big time. They're expensive though. They are expensive. Right now they're they are expensive. expensive. Unless you're buying what the, the new model, the Model Three. Model Three, yeah. It's yeah. yeah. not bad, but they're not that nice. Of no. The look, the look is not that nice. It's not. There's something about it. I agree with you that there's something about the Model Three, but th- the difference between the Model Three and the Model S is just like the Model S is just that much sexier. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But they're both. I, I, my friend came from out of town, and he has a he has a new Tesla, and he showed me, and I'm like, it's, it's so, it's oh, still so crazy. beautiful. Oh yeah, yeah. It's so yeah. beautiful. It's such a great car, and it's the acceleration on those cars it's is crazy. Crazy. It's it, crazy. It is not like. I don't even know that we can call it a car. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like it's like when you, you know when you have something that just like exactly. changes the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the iPhone changed the game of oh, cell yeah, phones. Oh, big time, big time. This is that a change of the it. game yeah. when it comes to automotive transportation. Like, this is it's, it's, it drives itself. Like, yeah, it, it, yeah. if it weren't for the laws, it would do so much more. Um, okay, so I want to I want to know because this is always a question I love to I love to ask. Tell me a story mm. of a kitchen nightmare, like something that just happened at one of your restaurants. I have. I have the <laughs> right story. Maybe you, you, you have there. to tell me a Maybe really you were good there. story. You know, they, remember that night that the the electric the electrical panel just gave out. Mm. Was that at the first one? Or the first one. First yes. A Saturday night. The place is busy. The terrace is full, and like it was an old place, yeah. old uh, construction electrical yeah. panel. Every time you would, the dishwasher would go off, the lights would flicker. Uh, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's like one of those places that like uh, like Monongi came by and did the electrical, yeah. and it's like eh. Yeah, 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 it was Manongi. It was Manongi. <laughs> and one night, seven o'clock, the whole thing gives up. Seven o'clock on a Saturday. Seven. A- and you know what? The biggest problem in the restaurant, you have the the extraction that runs on electrical, mm. but everything else runs on gas. Yeah. So like when you like, there's no more, there's no more juice. There's still gas. So yeah. everything's cooking. There's fumes everywhere in the restaurants. People are flipping out. Yeah. We have to throw everything in the garbage. Well, we didn't throw everything in the garbage because we figured out the way to make it happen again. It. But yeah. it's crazy. And at 7, 7.30, like the place That's is packed. Huge people loss. are coming in. People, they want their bills. Ugh, it was a nightmare. I was in the kitchen, I remember. My girlfriend was in the front. Oh, uh, it was not good, but not good at all. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Stories like that, there's so many. So many. There's so many. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I witnessed a few. Yeah, as well, of course. As well. <laughs> yeah. Where we have like uh, tempo and then a storm cloud is passing oh, by. Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure it's oh, nice. going to get ripped out. Do we, do we bring people inside? Do we tell them, no, oh, let's, just, let's just wait it out? And then it just, tornadoes start coming. Uh, the, 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 the hurricane winds uh, and the rain and then we have to close them to save the, the awnings. Do you remember, like, we bought those awnings. We paid, like, 15 grand for the awnings. Mm. Like, the first weekend. Like, and the, the guys that sold the, the sold the awnings to us was like, if, it, if it's windy a bit, put them away. Close them. Yeah. First weekend or the second weekend or something like that. Everything, like, the winds, like, everything went down, you know? Like, uh, the awnings were on the floor, basically. Wow. And it was crazy. It was crazy. People were trying to help us, and, uh Nightmare. I love that, especially when you're busy. I, I, love, I love it now, right? <laughs> yeah, now and I say I say that only because I love that these are the, this is the story. Like yeah. this is this happened to me too when I ran the skate park. It's like yeah, of course. I'm closing up. It's like it was like Labor Day or something, and then somebody just like opens the front door. They have their bike handle, and it goes right into our glass door, and it just shatters. No. And it's like like 1 a.m. I was leaving. You know what I mean? It's like, exactly. It's like, it's 1 a.m. I can't do anything about this. It's like a holiday, so I have to pay more for the guy to come and fix it. Yeah, yeah, Like, it's just a nightmare. You're just like, oh, my God. Like, there's always something, yeah, right? Yeah. There's always something. I what love would that. You, what would you say is your your secret or when that happened in the moment, what you tell yourself to... Yeah, how do you stay level-headed? How do well, you deal with stress? you know, you have employees. They need their job. They need their money. Yeah, like the banks, the banks, they want their money. So, you know, you have to continue your, your magic. 
and there's I have a family, so mm-hmm. it's all about, and I love what I'm doing. So there's no way I'm stopping. So yeah, you just keep going. Just keep going. It's just an adventure. That's whether it helps when you gr- you're able to grab a beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> thanks for that. By the yeah, way. yeah, it helps. It helps when you get to tell the stories. Oh yeah. Um, so, so you start these restaurants. Yep. For those who are listening, Carcass is a very like, it, it's it's not an upscale restaurant. I wouldn't call it an no. upscale restaurant, but no. it's a it's a it's a it's a nice a nice restaurant for where it, for the South Shore. On the we South Shore of Montreal, exactly. it's definitely one of the top restaurants. I we, think especially so. for. Yeah, we started like we wanted to like compete with steak frites. You know, we were looking at what they were doing, and yeah. we said, you know what, they're they're doing it wrong, mm. and we have an idea. I think our idea idea is better. So yeah, we did it. It's more upscale than steak frites, but you get more. You yeah, know, you pay more, but you get more. Yeah. So well, I had a nice tomahawk steak, and it was it was yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Big, that's yeah, I love that. Steak. Yeah, um, <laughs> I was I was very I happy. Some, I, I actually met some customers uh, this week, and they were uh, well, last week actually. And they were saying, oh, we went, we were table of four, and we took four tomahawks. Wow. So you're crazy. Yeah, we had a great time. We brought a lot of food back home, but we had a great time. It's like, oh, that's like 400 bucks of steaks. Yeah, that's crazy. <laughs> right? It's 100 bucks a person yeah. on their steak. And yeah. with yeah. the wives, the, 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 the two gentlemen. were women, too. <laughs> I know I know which waiter, Where are they uh, eating? Which waiter was at that table. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they were a real happy, real happy table, real, real happy waiter that night. No, the customers were happy, but I mean, like, you don't. You don't eat a tomahawk. You don't eat a tomahawk steak on your own. No, no, I split yeah, it with exactly. I split it with my father. Yeah, exactly. I had the bigger the bigger share, surely. But the <laughs> the um, no, I, I mean it, it's a beautiful restaurant. It's called La Carcasse, which in French means and, and kind of translates quite well to carcass, mm-hmm. meaning that you're finding really good meats, really good food. Yep. I, I, like, tell me a little bit about locally sourced. I'm a farmer. You somehow came to our farm, yeah. which is amazing. I yeah. didn't know that story. Yeah, we're always trying to like buy local products, and uh, it's always it's harder. Mm-hmm. It's harder because it uh, is totally. You know, the supply sometimes the, the supplies like, are, the are distribution. Not the distribution sometimes is very hard with our local products. So there's a couple of restaurants, in, like in the Montreal area, there are strictly on. The, actually, I was in a restaurant in Saint Jean that is called Le, Le Comptoir, okay. and yeah. they're doing like uh, our their rules is like. Uh, I think it's a hundred k- kilometers maximum. So everything has to come from. What a challenge! What a challenge! Exactly. There's no lemons. There's no orange. Mm. So that's that's kind of uh, you know that's it's a, a hard a big that's deal a hard in task. The right, in the right so they like they trick it out with other store uh, other stuff, but still you know it's a hard uh, mm-hmm. it's a hard game. But we started like I said the like doing the steakhouse style theme the yep. style exactly and like you know we. With the customers, uh, we like uh, tweak it. We tweaked it, but like uh, with the demands and everything. Now it's uh, it's a good restaurant, giving out a good. Uh, I think it was great. Good food and like everybody's happy, so we're doing good. Actually, yeah, we're doing good. Great, I'm yeah. happy to hear it. And and so, in that journey, you start yep. a restaurant. There's a bunch of things that go right. There's a bunch of things that go wrong. You definitely have uh, client problems. You definitely have supplier problems. You mm-hmm. have partner problems. You have bank problems. You have all the problems that, that happen, but somehow you have the courage to open up another restaurant, and that's called Couteau, yep. which now turns into what well, basically turned into a franchise. Tell I, me that story. I had that idea in my head for quite a while, and I was just waiting for the right opportunity, the right emplacement, the r- everything, like, and everything, f- like, fell at the same spot at the same time, maybe four years ago, basically. And I had the chance to take uh, an old restaurant that just closed down. It was a franchise as well. Took it, did my little concept, and we opened the doors, and it just went ballistic, like, right away. We opened the door, and we got busy. Usually, you know, you start a new restaurant. There's, like, a mm-hmm. curve, you know, the regular. A regu- couple of brave souls. Yeah, yeah, the, cup, <laughs> the, the regular curve, you know. It's, it's quieter, it's quieter, and then picks up slowly and so why did it why do you think why do you think it, it had such mm. a big start was it just like the kind of food that you're serving I, and the location like what what yeah, is we're it? serving tartar basically and that's the trend like right now that's the trend like uh, everybody's yeah. doing either the vegan stuff either the mm-hmm. pokeballs the tartar that's pretty much what people are into it right now totally when we open our first re- our first restaurant like the the like the most popular item was tartar still today to this day Really? La Carcasse, Carcasse my two most popular items, beef tartare, tuna tartare. 
That's the thing I saw. Really? Yes, yeah, sir. That's interesting. That's crazy. Yeah, I didn't know that. So you see it like I'm I'm behind the scenes, so I see it. I see the numbers. Well, yeah, you're seeing the numbers. You're seeing the, the thing. Exactly. I used to do this with like skateboards or yeah, other things. When exactly. I, I, the only physical business I've ever run is a skate park, but you see which boards are flying off the shelf. That's and it's it. because they came out with a new skate video That's or there's a, there, was a, there was more of like a, a hype train mm-hmm. in, in that industry. But in, in the – I think in the restaurant industry – there are like diet trends as yep, well, right? Yep. Like vegan, gluten-free, right now, like, like all of keto. those things. Yeah, keto. You know, all of these things are. <laughs> no, but it's part of it. He's wicked because I was gluten-free. For <laughs> like he's the always, first year. he's yeah, always, yeah, he's always not right. eating any meat at <laughs> all. Oh, no gluten. Uh, wow, no gluten You're, today, and he's drinking a beer. Like, yeah, 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 sure, okay, buddy. Sure. Buddy, all right. <laughs> I was like limiting it. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. But yeah definitely. Yeah. So so okay. So you so you see this trend, and now all of a sudden you decide I'm gonna I'm gonna open up a tartar restaurant because this is what's working. Small location. Yeah. Like uh, I think we had like twelve hundred square feet. Okay. Tried it. The opportunity was there, and uh, yeah, it went good. So and after a couple of weeks, people were already like asking, you know, you guys are selling franchise. We're not there yet, you know. after a couple of weeks. Actually, the first time somebody walked into the door, two weeks after we opened, a guy in the construction business, he's like, I want to buy a franchise like right now. I said, buddy, we're, n- we're not there yet. You know, I'm not ready. I'm, I'm in the juice right now. I'm working, you know. But like, it, it rings the bell. You say, oh, I think we have something now. I think, <laughs> yeah. I so think you think something. that it was really the, just the, the tartar menu? Concept. It was the concept of tartar yeah, yeah, yeah. that was... Everyone like was doing that as the date night thing. That that's like the place to go. Well, my plan initially, my plan was to like I was hoping for a 50 50 ta- like fifty percent takeout, fifty percent mm-hmm. like in house, like a yep. sit down. Yep. And that's what we're do- that's what we're doing right now. Like really? some stores are like less takeout, but I have stores that uh, I have La Prairie's uh, running sixty percent takeout. How important is things like Uber Eats to you? We are you running like an Uber Eats system, no, or are you running your own takeout? We system? don't work with uh, Uber Eats. Okay. It's a good company. It's, it's actually a great company. Yeah. But you know, we're we're doing the raw the hi- thing there. The so higher higher end. No, it's not about that. It's just that like uh, like putting a third party in your in your in equation. Your system. Yeah. Like if something happens, like yeah. who's to blame? Mm. You know? Yeah. They're loaded with money. That's true. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. On my side, if something happens, my name's gonna come out. Yeah. And I'll, the have, reputation. I'll, I'll have to fight it myself. So yeah. you know, right now we're not doing any like we're not any delivery at some point like maybe a location or two will start like with their own car you know like Mm -hmm. buy a little uh, micro or something like that and Mm -hmm. you know uh, put some stickers on it and you got you have a delivery car you know but right now we don't want to take that risk of course so yeah to continue that story basically uh expansion after La Prairie, we did. So we this did guy comes the, in, and he asks, and he asks, yeah, yeah. he asks, and eventually you say, okay, fine, let's the do it. The first location, that's how it happens. The guy was uh, pretty insistent, and uh, yeah, we did a did a deal. We opened Belleuil. It was a uh, was a good thing actually. Yeah, the guy was good. So uh, we opened fast. He did what he had to do, and and after that, from from that point on, like it went just. I remember those times. Like I remember, I remember you being definitely working a lot. How many hours were you working? I'll tell you a story. That's not a story, but every night for the past maybe 10, at least 10 years, every night without skipping any night, for at least two hours, like I'm at home with the iPad and I'm like searching for opportunities. Always, every day, like every day, because something for sure. You're an addicted entrepreneur. You are. You are the classic, like addict to opportunity oh, entrepreneur. Yeah. I'm the same way. So I'm, I'm. I say that not sometimes proudly, but also sometimes like, oh no, you know what I mean. But I get it. I fully understand what what that. that and sometimes like. I'm saying to the franchisee when we're looking for a location, I'm gonna tell you, you know what? Well, we'll we'll find a we'll find a, a spot, a location. And I'll make them an offer. They were mm. like, what are you talking about? These guys are not for sale. We don't know that. Mm. That's the thing. We don't know that. And I've done it like so many times. And I keep saying that story. Like sometimes I walk in a restaurant and I, oh, can I, can I speak to the owner? Yeah, I'm the owner, blah, blah, blah. 
I'm interested in your location. Like, I would be, like, willing to give you, like, 25 grand. And, like, 99% of the time, people, get the fuck out of there. And then Asshole, whatever, whatever. And always end, end up the same way. I give them my business card. If there's anything, give me a call. And, you know, sometimes, after a couple of weeks, boop, I get a SMS. Yeah. <laughs> text message. Yeah, we met a couple of weeks ago. You want to sit down? Sure, why not? Mm. And uh, I bought some businesses like that, so uh, mm. that's the best. That's awesome. That's the best, honestly. It's yeah. not even on the market. Yeah. It's not, it's not no, like but it's not even like the fact that it's not on the market, like the pro the process. It's crazy. Love that. Oh yeah. Yeah, I, I did stuff like that. I was, yeah. That's how I got into the skate park too. I went there. I wanted to run a Super Bowl party because all my friends were just such so bad. I was an 18 year old, but all my friends were so bad at picking what we were gonna do. Yeah. Because like I, we always had to wait until the last minute to pick what bar we're gonna go to, and it sucked. So I was like, okay, fuck it. Like I'm not gonna wait. I'm just going to do a Super Bowl party. I walk into this skate park, see they have all this space. And I was like, oh, I should like do something here. And so my dad was really into it. And then I found out that they were going to close the skate park like within 30 days of that day. Like they were like, we just, we don't even have next month's rent. Yeah, yeah. And I'm like, how much is next month's rent? They're like 14,000 a month. I'm like, Jesus. And some, I don't know what the hell happened <laughs> to me. I'm an 18 year old that takes on $20,000 a month of overhead. 14,000 some odd in rent, then hydro, which is insane because we had these big lights. It's a 19,000 square foot space plus another 7,000 square foot mezzanine. And then we, and then we had uh, insurance. We've got four year olds running on skate parks and going down massive ramps. Like, what do you think your insurance looks like in a place like that? Like, it's like, you know, it's crazy. And that was like, without, like, it was almost 20 K a month without salaries, without like paying anybody. And so we, you know, my first job for paying myself was I was paying myself and then my four partners, I was a 50% owner and I bought the skate park. Like I literally saved the skate park and they'll say the same story, but the, the, you know, we had, we all started at 12, 15 an hour. And like yeah. some of my partners were like a, f- one of them was like a 41 year old when we first started or whatever. Like it was like, a th- it was well, that's tough. How that's it, how it starts. Like yeah. always, yeah, always. Yeah. Like you're paying everything first. And mm-hmm. after that, if there's some money left. Yeah. And you see the, the whole thing is they didn't give me a loan. But what I had to do is that the skate park itself already had a loan and they were like, the bank was like, okay, well, I guess we'll transfer it to the new owners. So we had a $160,000 loan, which I never saw the money of. Like, it's not yeah, like yeah. I got money and then I can do something. It's like, no, this was already running. Yes, we had the assets, but the assets yeah. are wood and uh, like yeah, the skate park that breaks nothing. down all the yeah, 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 yeah. nothing. <laughs> and then you have like a shop with like, you know, size XL t-shirts and this, that, like it was all a mixed match of all this stuff. So like it wasn't yeah, really worth 60 grand of debt. It was 160 grand of debt. 20k a month in over in overhead without salaries and then and then you know a reputation though a reputation and a niche and and something that people wanted some people who cared about yeah because we changed you it. had your moment of glory I remember. we did yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i remember yeah, yeah we yeah. did we we totally you skateboarding jam no no <laughs> <laughs> he was just one of those sorry kids going boys to... but i remember i remember i'm from that from the that area, area and mm-hmm. uh guys had uh, your moment of glory we sure. did yeah, yeah totally and then and, and it ended up moving it went to distant it was in the corner where the square is which was huge uh and now it's still at distant it's above the um it's closed though i think though no no no, no skate park is it's above uh, oasis surf oh it's yeah, called yeah, spin. yeah 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 it's yeah, called yeah, spin right, so yeah, the, right. the, the the skate park just moved from the square yeah uh because that was a temporary location because they were they were promised a location Long story short, I had to leave because my partners wanted to go to that location, and I wanted to build a lounge, and I couldn't. Because so you were in the you were a partner in the, in the square in this time. No, I wasn't okay. because because I wanted my goal building the skate park or, or participating in the skate park was to build a place where stoners like me went back in the day, right? And I mean, I'm not against weed now at all, but uh, far from. But the but I was I was like smoking weed with my friends. And I had nowhere to go, and on the South Shore, and you're you're from there. Yeah, there's. To eat, there was McDonald's, Chinois, Tim no, Hortons. There's no. Right? I was going to say there's still nothing, but. Yeah, well. It was, we're getting older, so uh, that's. Uh, yes, not the and there's still like, there's this hump now. Like there's yeah, still yeah. other things. There's still miles. There's still whatever. There's, yeah, a, yeah. there's a lot more choice that stays up yeah. a little bit later mm-hmm. than, than 10 o'clock or whatever, you know? So I my goal was always to build basically what I'm living in right now, which is more with more of a party vibe. And my goal was to do uh, per slice pizza. Kind of like they have at Longay at the Longay Metro. Yeah, yeah. I always thought that that pizza was like the best, and that I couldn't <laughs> believe that we didn't have more of that in Brossard. <laughs> I mean, for real though, I couldn't believe. It. I was like, everyone downtown eats this every time after the bar. 
what to, what's to say that all the stoned kids around this part, plus all the people going to the, the scratch, which is a billiard room and all the stuff, why wouldn't they eat precise pizza? And nobody's doing it. I didn't understand why. And and then a bar that just wasn't loud, that didn't have lineups, because I would go out to Foof's with my friends. And yeah, yeah. There was always these artificial lineups. You'd stand outside. You're in the fucking freezing cold. I'm For too an hour. I'm too, yeah, I'm too cheap. get in, and there's I'm, nobody inside. Yeah, yeah, I'm too cheap go. to pay a coat check. But I'm like, yeah, and I don't want to pay the $5 to the bouncer to get in, so I'm going to risk... Uh, like hypothermia <laughs> so that I could get in and then you get in and there's nobody there yeah. and you're like what like like fuck you guys because <laughs> it's just the bouncer trying yeah. to make money off people who are going to pay money yeah, and it's trying to create hype it's good for yeah exactly it's, it's good, good for the business, business. I get it I, I, now that I'm the business owner on the other side of it I get it but the but my goal was always to build that lounge my mm-hmm. goal was always to build something like that and I couldn't move um, lo- you know there's lots of more to this story but uh, my partners didn't want to re-sign the lease because we had a three plus three year, but then I had to renegotiate because my plus three was a dollar more per square foot, which we couldn't do. Yeah, There's yeah. no way. Uh, not at 19,000 square feet and just a skate park, but that's all we paid rent on. Uh, and then, so I was like, there's no way I'm paying more than that, you know, per, per year or whatever it is. Um, but when they said, well, why don't we go to this tent? This town had like all these protectionist rules mm-hmm. that said if you had a lounge or there was another steakhouse, you couldn't open up another steakhouse. Yeah. And that was like to kind of promote that, you know, there wasn't going to be too much competition in the first years because it's, it's like a ramp, like you said, right? So there, there was a lounge there called Radio Lounge, but it wasn't a lounge. It was a club. Yeah. It was not like, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't I what that. I wanted to build at all. It's a nightclub. Exactly. It was a total nightclub, but because it was called Radio Lounge, they didn't want me to open up what I was calling 450 Lounge. And I, what's well, funny, 450, 450 Lounge. But the th- thing is, I opened up two companies. <clears throat> My goal was to open up 450 Lounge, w- which was going to be the first location at the skate park, mm-hmm. which we were already paying rent for, blah, blah, blah. And I can tell you the story of how I went to the bank and they were going to give me the loan. They pre-approved me and everything. Oh, and yeah. then I show up to get it. And the, 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 the financial crisis hit. And they're like, oh, come back you know, later. And maybe not. No, no, no. You're an 18-year-old. We're going to opening up a bar basically in their mind you know what i mean like it was it was yeah. it was no good anymore right even though i would paid back all the other loans and i had done all this stuff and we were already paying the rent so it's like one third of my business expense my overhead is covered i already pay it with this other business and it's functioning and it's not about to stop hmm. anyway long story short um you know i i couldn't i couldn't move that thing but i i had built and i built it as two companies the first was 450 Lounge. The second was called Code Lounge. And it was meant to be an area code lounge. So if I was going to open up one up in Montreal, I'd call 514 Lounge. I was going to open up somewhere else. That was like the idea. Yeah, yeah. I, had, I had gone through the entire process of learning franchising mm-hmm. to figure out what that would look like. If, if this one location would be successful, how can I do the next one immediately? Because I saw it like with even other nightclubs, like Fuzzy Brassal, right, has Fuzzy Laval. Fuzzy Laval, yeah. So then I was like, okay, I know that this is one of those things that when you, you hit the ground running, you have to, you have to expand immediately. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And fucking shit you now, right after I, I'm like, I had to let go of this dream. I sold it, blah, 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 travel the world. There's a whole other story to that. All of that um, happens. Fucking, um, what's it called? The uh, uh, Station des Spa opens up on Matt. Then it opens up on Tashro. Then it opens up every, And Everywhere. it just kills it. And I'm like, the whole time I was just like, fuck me. I me. knew it. That I knew me. it. <laughs> but it was exactly what we wanted. Like, it was exactly what the South Shore needed at that time. Yeah. And and now, like, you know, like you said, it's it's a different trend with Tatar and, and the different markets. Mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm speaking of a very different market. But but I, so I have a very deep understanding and respect for what it takes to, because you opened up a, a location in yep. Longay. Then, yeah, you got two franchises. But now, you know, Seb, when we were talking about it just earlier, you're going to be opening up 17 locations by the end of this year? By the end of the year, we'll, we'll end at 17. So we're at uh, 12 right now. We're doing number 13. And we have another four by the end of the year. So Jesus. that's 17. Yeah, it's pretty good. But we have, like, such a great team behind us. Like, that's, so, that's, that's the key, basically. That's, very, that's, that's the whole thing. You guys are running a business here. Yeah. Like, if you're team hiring. Team is everything. Yeah. Started the business, this is back at guest. Mm-hmm. I remember one of the things that you did was like really take care of yeah, every Saturday night in the kitchen, round of beers, yeah. 
Even every. though we don't have any alcohol, because <laughs> it's a bring your own wine, so yeah. you know you have, you have to, to have it. Yeah, you exactly. have to have it's it easy. for the team. Motivation it's is huge. It's easy when you have it in the fridge. Well, it's still easy to go at the dinner yeah. and sure, but you still have beer. to think about it. Exactly, you have so, to think about it. But yeah, and and also order. You have an outing. Yep. Team event. Yeah. So it's bond the team Sugar together. Shack, barbecue. Right. Exactly. Yeah. But it was things that I wasn't used to working yeah, with yeah. restaurant business before mm-hmm. working with. I was used to show up, you do your shift, leave. That's it. That's it. <laughs> Take your money. And Don't know. No, you thank for, you. You work yeah. for a Greek or an Italian. <laughs> <laughs> seriously, yeah, yeah. seriously though. And then all of a sudden, it's like, hey, we're all getting the whole the whole restaurant is getting invited yeah. to to go to beer fest. Yeah. in Chambly, right? And so that was really new to me. And then when I asked you about it, you quoted what Richard Branson. Yeah, well, you you keep seeing seeing it on like Facebook, you know, take care of their of your employee and they'll That's take care of your business. So fucking funny, yeah. Because we have a meme on Superhero Academy that went super viral. That is a Richard Branson quote, which yeah. is, um, you know, I don't believe in uh, the customer is always right. I believe that the employee's right because if you treat your employees right, then they'll treat the customer right. It was yeah, like yeah. something like that. Like it's like one of those things. Mm-hmm. Went, but it's but it's, but it's true. true. It is true. I it's agree. Super true. And there's no like there's no other way. That you can like basically get out of your business and yeah. not live on your life, but I mean, like I have dreams too, you know. I want to do some stuff. I want to start other business, and if I just stay there with my with my head down and work my thing, you know, I'll I'll have to do it all by myself, you know. So you need to have a team, and training costs so much money. Mm-hmm. Like you and turnovers are huge. Like, problem. Turnovers are huge, and people will leave for twenty five cents extra an hour. So, like, what's the point? And I keep telling these kids sometimes, you know, when I have that situation, thank God I'm lucky, like, I don't I don't have that situation very often, but when I get a kid who's, oh, I'm leaving for that guy, he's giving me, uh, let's say, 13.75 instead of 13.50. I said, dude, you're going you're gonna to leave for this? Yeah. That's 25 cents. If you work 40 hours, that's 10 bucks. Minus the taxes, you have 7 bucks in your pocket. That's nothing. You're going to leave for, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So... But the kids today, you know, they're uh, they're on their own planet. They're doing their thing, and you know, you have to, we have to like, um, faut s'adapter. Yeah, yeah. We have no choice. So yeah, yeah. There, that's a, that's an interesting topic. Hiring. That's yeah. a that's a tough one, because it, I think that that's why I think I'm I'm the most impressed um, when it comes to the work that you're doing. Is most restaurant owners become slaves to the restaurant. Yeah. They work the kitchen. They're always on the ordering. They're constantly dealing with turnovers. They get in fight with a manager. There's blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah, 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 blah. And I'm not trying to say that there's not managers that are have left disgruntled. I'm sure you've had problems before, right? Every every business and every company. Every day. Every, exactly. Every day there's a challenge. Every mm-hmm. day there's one of those situations. All the time there's, there's those things. But I love that you're – you are not working the restaurant. Nope. You are working the business. Yep. You are the entrepreneur behind it. Mm-hmm. You're understanding the numbers. You're looking for the opportunities. And like you said, you're spending two hours a day, find, I don't know, searching Kijiji or whatever everything. it is. Exactly. Craigslist, Stompies, Kijiji, just looking MLS, for whatever. whatever. Everything. Mm. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. But so you, have to pay the, uh, you have to pay the right persons as well. You know, you have to pay like you, you need a good manager. Like if you just take like a manager. Yeah. And he's not right for the business. Well, you kind of have to work on. You'll have to work on a Sunday, for sure. You know. Mm-hmm. So you have to choose. You have to pick the right person. It's all about the feeling, but it's also trial and errors. You know. So you never know, because people when they come to the job interview, well, everyone's they took, got a, their, sho- they yeah. took a shower. Yeah. And there's they're nicely, uh, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah, everyone's everyone every, looks good on the interview. Exactly, and uh, after a couple of weeks, well, you notice uh, that guy's on drugs. Or with, or with that guy's on drugs, man. <laughs> the first fifteen minutes, <laughs> first they leave to go get something from their car, and they never come they back. Ne- yeah, you were there. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> what? There's somebody who came in. We a new a manager started, yeah. and within the first fifteen minutes, I showed up early to go meet him and <clears> talk <throat> to him. And uh, I show up, and he's not there. I asked what happened. They said, "Oh, he went to get something from his car and never came and back." You know, you know the story, yeah? Yeah, because he like he met like yeah, just because he saw Joseph, one of the waiters and, and, and that's it. And, that, and he used to work with him, and he was not getting along with him, so he just he just left. I was like, "Wow, the guy was like fifty something, yeah." yeah it's just, wow, it's crazy. Anything can happen. Drama, yeah. kitchen yeah. drama, kitchen yeah. drama. hiring drama. Yeah, yeah. I want to ask in regards to. 
Yeah, every day. Yeah. Looking at options. Yeah, love that. And and you know, like, okay, so so Mark, you wanted a place where you could chill after a smoke and meet with your friends. So <clears throat> four or five only. Yeah. How do you know when it's the right, the right opportunity? Because I feel like a lot of people, what they do is they look at opportunities, they look at opportunities, and either they don't do anything, <clears throat> or they don't like pull the trigger on one, or they pull the trigger on too many and mm. like not or not the right one, like overspend or shoot themselves in the foot somehow. So how do you know? I'll let you answer first. Yeah, it's hard to say, man. You know, it's just it's just gut feeling. You know, I have mm-hmm. a small dick, but I have big balls. So, <laughs> so yeah. Can we quote that? <laughs> we we'll turn it into a meme. <laughs> no, that's so funny. But it's true, you know? It's yeah. like, I'm not afraid of that. Like, I thought about it many, many times. And when I when I look at my life, because I risk always, not everything. Now I have a kid. I have a wife. You know, yeah, yeah. The situation is different. Yeah. But I'm always risking. And every time I think about it, I'm always saying the same thing. Like, the worst that can happen is... I lose everything. And when I think about that, it's not that bad. Mm-hmm. It's not that bad. Mm-hmm. I'll still be healthy. I'll still, you know, of course I have a couple of dollars stash here and there, <laughs> but <I love laughs> in it. a hole in the ground somewhere. <laughs> the got, South Shore yeah, is, yeah, like, yeah, is got, a wide got, land. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> but seriously, like, the worst is not that worse. Yeah. So after that, <clears throat> just, just go, man. That's it. So, so when you see an opportunity, yeah, well, yeah, there's those, there's a lot of numbers like involved. You have to there's definitely check math a couple. game. Yeah, yeah. I think exactly. math is important. Like yeah. you're you're definitely doing. Look, you y- see, y- you're 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 breaking Look, down. I'll show you something. Yeah. You see my first application, top left. Yeah, calculator. Always. Yeah. Like that's when and when I check my. Uh, I don't know if you say that, but, uh, you know, they, they check, like, uh, what app you're using the most. Yeah, yeah, which app you use the most, a calculator. Definitely this one. Mm. That's I'm always on that. Most people, it's Instagram. <laughs> yeah. Not me, it's YouTube. I learn a lot yeah. on YouTube. That YouTube yeah, is my, my... It's a teacher. It's Exactly. Yeah. It's my. It's where I spend my two hours a day yeah. learning because I'm in but more in the marketing world. It's than I'm good. In a, I'm it's in a good game. as well. I'm, yeah. I spend some time on YouTube as oh, well. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot to learn. But, but I learned about... Time. I've I heard l- someone the most time that they spend on their phone is on the calculator. Time. And I believe it and I know because I've seen you and I know because I, I, know, I know your girlfriend, your wife, mm-hmm. is it, and she tells me all the time about how... You'll be in front of something. There'll be a decision to make, and you just pull it out, and you'll just keep on crunching. Yeah, crunching but I do that all the time too. Yeah. Like that's like, I go. I cannot go to a concert. I cannot go to anything without thinking. I wonder how many people are here. They're probably making this yeah. much per head. This much exactly. Day. They're probably renting it out for this price, but that costs a lot. And I'm not sure how much that would cost, but maybe real estate here is a little cheaper than it, like. You know what I mean? Like I'm just doing that math yeah, like always. a fucking crazy person yeah. because I'm obsessed. Like but I, you're, but I equate, you're, I equate entrepreneurship. You're interested. A hundred percent. I equate entrepreneurship as being very similar to being an addicted gambler. I don't think it's that different. I really don't. It's the same I, thing actually. Yeah. I think it's exactly you're calculating the, the odds. You're saying, what is the odds? If I do this, yeah. how do I mitigate risk? How do I calculate the odds? How do I make, do the math? And then what, here's the cards that are on the table, and here's the cards I have in my hands. This is how I play it. That's it. You know what I mean? Like, it really is, to me, it is like being a gambler. Yeah. And, and, it, and there's, you don't know what the future holds, but you can, but where, what you don't know, you can meet with some level of preparation and understanding. And when you become really good at asking, own, like, like, I of, often go to places and I ask to meet the owner too, right? Like, it's like, you always find a way to, to speak to the entrepreneurs. You start getting an under, an insight into the entire world of business. Like, I start to learn more about real estate on Notre Dame because I speak to E2, right? I start to know about the bike business because I work with them, right? Like, I start to know about all these things that I don't really know all that much about. But I guarantee you I could figure out, like, there's a lot of things I can ask even in the restaurant industry that I know nuances mm-hmm. around because I'm thinking about those different opportunities. And, you know, even like the, the, the conversation we had about garlic, right? So uh, for those who don't know, uh, I, I run a 66-acre farm. I, I, seven and a half years ago, I basically had a, a massive crisis in my life, 
and I walked out in the middle of a GMO corn and soy field and I planted a tree and declared I'd build a school I wish I could have gone to physically and digitally. That's what that farm is. It's really the goal is to build kind of more of an eco village mm -hmm. uh, with a farm and a school at the center of it. That's that's the real the real goal. And the you know I when I look at garlic I don't just look at oh what does it take to grow it and I see it as like one of the best investments I can put five hundred dollars into or thousand dollars whatever it is because if I plant one clove of garlic or a seed of garlic it's not seed but it's really the clove and and actually successfully turn it over I'm making four x money. And you don't you don't get that like you're an entrepreneur four x money yeah put that it's in the crazy. bank you're not gonna get four x money it's crazy yeah point what I feel you're excited when I make twenty percent <laughs> <laughs> exactly oh. yeah twenty exactly because it's a game of math and numbers and margins yeah. I agree with the answer of gut feeling I agree with that answer and then I also agree like I think that there's fundamental principles in certain elements of marketing uh, certain elements of business sorry that include marketing which boil down to just fun, like, for example, in real estate, fundamental principle, location, 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 yep. restaurant business, acts the exact same fundamental principle, location, then saturation. How, what am I, what is the angle that I'm going for? And what's the saturation? How many people are established in this market mm -hmm. that have a similar product to who I, what yep. I have? And then how do I compete on that? And what, and then you choose a competitive factor, like I'm going to compete on the best, or I'm going to compete on speed, or I'm going to compete on price. And so different people choose different variants of competition, but it's kind of a system of, okay, is it in the right location? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. Is it, does the math kind of make sense? Yeah. Is it a good niche? Yes. Okay. What's the saturation? Of, like, so there's some level of that, particularly in a very physical business that, that, that entails in a, in a digital business. It's actually, I think it's more difficult. It's, 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 it's more difficult to determine if it's the right idea or not but it's easier to test. That's the difference. In a restaurant, to test, you have to open. Exactly. That's So it, a physical brick-and-mortar business, you you have to go through the math like three times over. It's one of those like measure 40 times, then cut once. Whereas in the, in the digital world, you can kind of have a hunch, build something, get an MVP going real quick, and see what happens. Yeah. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. So gut feeling. Yeah. Do the math. And business fundamentals. And then, yeah, you, fundamentals. Have, you, you need to have the right concept as well, you know. Yeah. Because so, you know, you were talking about location like a couple seconds ago, and yeah. in the rest in the restaurant business, it's also true. But mm -hmm. people are willing to drive to go to a concept or to the right restaurant, restaurant. Yes. to the right restaurant. Yeah, I went to Chicago a couple of years ago to look at a restaurant. Like I, <coughs> I've known about the re this restaurant for years, and mm -hmm. I always wanted to go. I took the plane yeah. and went to that restaurant. I believe that. Chefs? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, okay, yeah. So, so keep talking about team. Took the chefs on a trip to one of the best restaurants in Chicago. Well, yeah. and and there's always something that you can't like, and so that's a another business fundamental, which is competing on something that nobody else has, right? Yeah. It's like knowing yeah. that you have a unique something mm -hmm. and that nobody can replace that. So in Austin, Texas, there's a place called Franklin's. There's lineups. It's this, yeah. it's this you know barbecue place. Lineups all the time, forever. You'll line up for three hours to get a a meal like, and might not get the meal yeah <laughs> and people will still line up yeah, like yeah. It, it's wild to me because those types of places are phenoms right yep. and, but they're but they're not if if what they really understand is their competitive advantage and most of the time what i'll say is that most of those places like those core establishments like schwartz is an yeah example i was here. gonna say exactly yeah, the schwartz thing. is a perfect example yeah. who is good but i mean no it's not that good well, i mean it's that good no not for how good the reputation yeah, yeah. is but what it is is it's a it's nostalgia now and yeah. it's simplicity they keep something simple like i would say that you know i, I haven't I've been to kuto i do want to go um i would imagine that over time once you've figured out what's working and how it's how it's working you also start removing certain layers of complexity and just keeping the, the proven winners and making sure that you're you're not over complexifying your menu you're not trying to have a thousand different things and yeah. being everything to everyone like even like the carcass, even the name says to it's a pretty, vegan. It's pretty clear. Don't yeah, to a there. vegan, it's like nope, <laughs> don't come. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And we still got, we still got them. Of course. Yeah. <laughs> but the new, the new trend right now is like one skew concept. So you get like one item basically. Mm. Like there's a restaurant in Montreal. It's been there for like 25 years called Entrecote Saint Jean. You probably heard of yep, it. Yep, of course. There's yeah. one item on the menu. Yeah. You have 
two options. You mm-hmm. even take the steak or you take the table d'hôte. comes with a salad first. Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Don't ask for anything else on the menu. There's nothing else on the menu. Exactly. You're either like eating a steak or eating somewhere else. Exactly. It's been open for 25 years and it's doing pretty good. Because know? once you've established that you like that advantage, if you just never, if you just do not let that go and you just continuously build upon it, and it doesn't mean that there's not like work to maintain that, it it's just so difficult to replicate. It's so difficult yeah. to replicate mm-hmm. a competitive advantage. And that's kind of like the secret sauce. Like, because anybody can kind of open. I don't want to say anybody, definitely not anybody, but you can open. You can find a location. You can do a lot of you can you can do the math like anybody. You can take ten times longer than I will take doing it just because I do it all the time. But the but you can get there. But if you can't really find something you're gonna really truly do better than anybody else, it's something different. And so that's when I go back to the farm of like even Valhalla, one of those first questions, what do you grow? My answer normally is culture. Mm-hmm. That's what we grow. We grow culture, we grow community. Then we grow garlic, then we grow market garden blah 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 yeah, yeah. and if we focus on those things then that's the the reality so in, in regards to competition right yeah competition does come up with of course yeah what do you how do you how do you go about when to what do you say to someone what happens just keep on doing what you're doing yeah, don't and worry you, about the competition. So don't worry about it. Com- competition is good, actually. Yes, it if validates if, your idea too. It validates your idea. If they're better than you, well, and it gives you uh, like a kick in the ass to figure it out. And if they're not doing as good as you, well, it's even better for you. Because mm-hmm. then people try it, and they're yeah. like, "Nah, it's not as good." And then they, and then, and then, and then, they, then they develop loyalty. But, but then yeah, you're yeah. exactly. Then you're cemented as the best. Yeah. It's like if I want to try. Uh, a souflaki pita, and then I go to Arahova, and I'm like, okay, but let's say that that's the best one, right? You are cemented as the best. It's like the and then you go masters. to Marathon, and you're like, mm, I'm, not, I'm not as into it. So then you go back to Arahova, now you're every you time you go back to Arahova. Yeah, because yeah, exactly. you have something to compare it to. It's exactly. like the Kung Fu Masters. You don't know he's the master until, you until someone challenges him, and he yeah. shows, yeah, I'm still exactly. the master. That's the it. alpha. The, the that's alpha, it. the alpha. It's law of the jungle. Yeah. We are in it, – it's no different than the jungle. And at the end of the day, like, I don't know what the exact role of entrepreneur would have been in, like, a tribe-like scenario. It's not always chief. Like, sometimes that person does become the chief, but it's not always the case. I, it's, it's definitely the risk taker. And there's some level of, like, of comfort, but also excitement that comes with the risk. And it's that feeling that I know I am endlessly chasing after. And, and it's an art to do that. It's like my form of expression to say that I've mastered the understanding of this thing and that thing is not beholden to any specific industry. Although, of course, obviously, you know, you build a reputation in industry is helpful, right? Like us getting Gary Vee as a client is very helpful <laughs> for our reputation as running a marketing agency. But the, but the idea of that is only bo- is born through your love for the game. Yeah. So when somebody, so you're, you're doing this, you're growing the business, you're, you're building franchises, all these things are happening. You know, um, first of all, I want to respect your time. We're going to come, you know, come to the end here. I know you might have to go somewhere. Maybe there's a restaurant on fire. No, 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 no. We're good. We're good. It's Tuesday night. Excellent. Yeah. So it's nice and calm. It's calm. It's true. Usually the restaurants, they burn in on Friday and on Saturday. <laughs> Friday is always the busy nights. <laughs> exactly. That's what it's it always, is. Exactly. The yeah. crisis is always at the worst time, right? But the, um, no, but with that said, what's the, you know, what's next for somebody like you when you're doing this? I mean, is next just looking at the next Kijiji thing and figuring out what the next opportunity well, is right. and expanding further? Like what, what, what else do you, like, like are there other verticals that like, are, have you ever thought about Having a farm and then f- and then doing something like that, like I'm I'm asking. Having a farm, no, but yeah. like, like my first milestone is like 25 locations. Okay. So like right now I'm focusing on that mi- milestone, and after that, you know maybe it's gonna be 50 stores. But like I have so many ideas, so many, so much stuff that I want to do. I want to try. Mm. So like, I'm figuring out on the way. You know, that's the like. That's the, the, not the quest, but that, yeah, that's the quest of the entrepreneur, you know? Yeah. Something we didn't even mention is that you're actually, you're international. You have, you have 
don't only have you restaurants. Had, you had to mention it. Eh? I have to. Absolutely. You don't only have really? restaurants. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We're opening also next involved month. In, in Yeah, we're France. opening a, yeah, a restaurant next month in Paris. Of Couteau. No, not Couteau. Another, we're doing something restaurant. else. I have a friend that lives there. They've been living there for like uh, 12 years. And um, he approached me a couple couple months ago. Well, maybe almost a year ago. Amazing. He said, oh, I'm, doing a, I'm opening a restaurant down there. You want to... Want to partner partner up? Said ah, for sure, for sure. I'm a gambler too, you know. Ah, absolutely. <laughs> you need to gamble internationally, of yeah, course. Absolutely. Exactly. Wow, I, that's that's so super it's crazy. Cool. So we're basically we're opening a, like a French bistro with a like a French Canadian twist, mm. the maple syrup, the blueberries, the cranberries, and everything. Yeah, we're yeah, yeah. Do puts in as well. Oh, you know? I love that. We made some I always th- said that if I have to open up a restaurant, the only thing I would open up the the restaurant I would open up is a poutine truck. Yeah. In America. Oh, like, yeah. I would just bring Putin to America powerfully. And we know it because, I mean, you know, we have people that come around here to work from all around the United States. Yes, I, I have an international stuff. business as well. It's just my version and of international is talent, not... But every not time they come here, what do they want to eat? What oh, do they yeah, leave remembering? It's the Putin. Yeah, everyone, everyone... I had, a, I had somebody from California two nights, or, uh, yeah, two nights ago, and that's where I brought him. And where do you go? Where do you go? I went to Montreal Putsin. Yeah, that's which is, a which very is nice right. location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that I mean, that's where I went. I I actually like like I like underground Putsins, like uh, fish and chips here on the or uh, what's it called Britain chips. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I actually like their Putsin. I think they have it's a very good Putsin. Right? No, no, right here on McGill oh. actually. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, right yeah, here on McGill. Yeah, 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 it's true. It's true. And then um, there's a lot of there's a lot of that nice Bonkies, little restaurants. You can't go wrong. Yeah. Get yeah. smashed. Get smashed all night and then go to that monkeys. <laughs> monkeys at yeah, the 3.30 yeah. in the morning. Yeah. Yeah. I actually like – one of my favorite restaurants in Montreal is uh, is Poul Mouillet. I love Ma- – Poul Mouillet. Yeah, 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 Poul Mouillet yeah. is yeah. right across the street from Banquise. It it's, there's, it's a Portuguese – so yeah. I love this story. This is a great story. And I don't know, like, you know, don't quote me any Montrealers specifically. I heard this. I was dating a Portuguese girl at the time, and she, she told me the story. Or her family told me the story. So there was – uh, Romato's is a very mm-hmm. kind of well-known Portuguese restaurant in Montreal. It's pretty much the reference. It's the reference yeah, yeah. for Portuguese chicken in Montreal. They had this secret sauce, and mm-hmm. the sauce was super good. It's like super tasty, blah, blah, blah. But turns out the guy who was making the secret sauce was this dude who you know was an employee, basically. He did, wasn't an owner, wasn't anything. They had a fire, and as they were building back after the fire or whatever, quite literally had a fire, um, they, they fired him. For whatever reason, they choose to not work with this guy or forever. Like, I guess he asked for maybe maybe he asked to be an owner or maybe he had like some request of some kind. Like, hey, look, I'm your secret sauce. Like, what the hell? And so they, they let him go. And he goes and he's like, oh, yeah. I got Takes it. a secret sauce, goes and builds a new restaurant called Mapoul Mouillet, which is in, in, in translated, it's wet chicken. But it means s- sauce on the chicken. And then it's, it's grilled chicken. Like, it's just done well. Like, I really love it. They have a fucking great poutine they have such a good poutine with there. chicken on it probably like chicken yeah. but it's a merguez sausage it's got like it's really good like it's really 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 good so speaking of speaking of that what's like name a couple of restaurants that maybe are low-key that are i, I want to know what restaurants you guys love right like low-key well low-key like okay yeah you might like schwartz's you might like whatever but what what's a restaurant that maybe i don't know like oh you that know this one. to me was was one mm-hmm. well maybe i know it danny great. pizza de la montagne street yeah, you're like a Danny Pizza. That's a good one. That's Counter a good one. serving things by the Honest, slice. Yeah, honestly, olive I'm oil in, and Parmesan. Mm. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah, I'm in a restaurant every day, so uh, like, I don't go out that much, honestly. <laughs> really? <laughs> to be honest, wow. Fuck, yeah. Mm. Like, yeah. I, I want to try Joe I, Beef. I want to try I, I, that's, that's a nice. Uh, that's a nice address. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. a nice address. Yeah, I haven't. I haven't been there. I think uh, the probably one of the. Cabane d'à côté. Pied de cochon, yeah, yeah. Pied de cochon, the cabane of sucre. Mm-hmm. But they, it was so popular yeah. and it was such a thing that they literally just opened. La cabane d'à côté. They yeah. opened a shack next door yeah. and translated literally is la cabane d'à côté. Shack that's, next door. that's what they called it. They called it the, the shack next door. But I, I think that. they have like a different menu. It's a different menu. A little uh, yeah, like. But it's, a, still, it's still a. A little less expensive, I think. Service, I think a yeah, little yeah. less expensive. Yeah. That's a nice concept. Easy, yeah. These guys are doing good. Yeah, because they were refusing people just yeah, like yeah. you were refusing Big people, time. but they had. Out in the mm-hmm. land, yeah, yeah. They have. so they had an opportunity. I think they're in Mirabel, right? Or yeah. Something, yeah? yeah. I wonder what is, I want to know. I really want to know what it would take to um, to get something going from 
like a restaurant that is at a farm that's farm to table. Like, we, okay, so we did this illegally. Easy. Um, you ask me? Easy. Yeah? Yeah. I want to, I would love to talk to you about yeah. this because we did it. We did it. We literally did a, a, uh, and I say we, but Valhalla hosted a dinner, um, uh, by the chef. Her name is Isabel. She's kind of starting off. She's really good. She's really great. Um, and she's created a brand called Farms Table. And it's all about food from all the farms in Quebec or, you know, local farms. And she makes this kind of high end, you know, dinner type menu. We did a dinner on Saturday night at the farm. First of all, we couldn't have picked a better weekend. It was beautiful out. Oh, it was beautiful out. One of the last one. What? Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely. But the, so we had this beautiful farm to table dinner and I'm just, it, it, like we had, you know, like a lamb that was killed that day. Right, that was from a minute away from a farm right there, right on, right, right next to the Viedzik, right near us. Um, we had like all these amazing food that she had made. And she actually cooked it all in this kitchen, mostly like prepared or prepped, did her mise en place stuff here, and then and then you know went there. But I would love to know what, because I think that that's like the next. I believe that this is the next thing yep. in the farm game, mm-hmm. farm to table, but like a real experience. People will pay a lot of money, like a hundred bucks, hundred bucks a dish. Easy, if not more. More than yeah, that. but I'm saying yeah. like minimum okay. hundred dollars. I'm more talking about. Like, I'm talking minimum hundred dollars, but it's a real experience. You know what like, I see? Yeah. I'll tell you what I see. I'm interested. I love this. This is <laughs> my opportunity. I'm taking out the camera right now. If you if you, if if phone, you have if not been phone, paying attention, now is the time yeah, to pay if attention. If my phone wasn't being used to stream this, yeah. I would be having your phone's gonna to melt right now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you have like between twenty and thirty seats. Yeah, exactly. That's exactly what we did. Cost two hundred and fifty bucks head at mm-hmm. least mm-hmm. and like you get people are like getting there at like three o'clock three thirty they get the tour yeah they get drinks they get like but everything has to be local they yeah. get the dinner you, like the fire you get the pizza at the end of the night or whatever yeah. like the dole experience lasts like eight hours or something like that mm-hmm. that would be crazy that's any of the stories no, <laughs> you, know, you don't watch my Instagram. I, so this is exactly what it? we did. That's this is exactly, exactly what we did. Exactly what we did. Exactly what we did. Tour. They had some live music. Live we musicians. Had, we had, with a, a, a accordion player. Yeah. With with uh, with uh, all the stuff. It's exactly exactly what Friday I think. Friday night, do. Saturday night. Exactly. All summer long, you're packed. That's exactly what I want. If you're looking for a partner, I'm in. <laughs> I I would do th- live. No, I would do done. that. No, a hundred percent. This is yeah, big time. I big would a hundred percent do like this. I know this is a massive opportunity. You want to talk about twenty percent margins? This is massive margins. It requires a, an enormous amount of of setup. Yeah, you need really good landscaping. You need really good tours. I've been doing this for seven years. Mm. I I've done the tour there seven years we've got greenhouses we've got all kinds of stuff like we can build something that's super epic it's super close to the city that's the other thing your location it's, is good our, our location, location is good great really yeah. close it to is the... great when you if you think about the if you think about just the real estate yeah right back to the numbers game here the real estate where we are where the new train that's coming mm-hmm. right there yeah. on the other side of the 30 we're two lights away one stop sign and two lights from that train station yeah and if you go the other way we're zero one stop sign and zero lights away from the from parking at the train station. Yep. If you go to La Prairie, if you go through La Prairie on the 104, and if you go on, on Grand LA and you go towards the stunt that way, you're two lights away from the train station. So Basically, it's on, it's on Rome that you, you can turn, I think. Eh? Exactly. Yeah. So but if, if you were like to go... The curve there. Uh, yeah, because what you can do is you can you get to the 104, you mm-hmm. turn right, you go all the way to the 30, you ramp right on, there's no light, yeah. and then you just ramp off at Rome. Mm-hmm. And then at Rome, you just ramp into the train station. That's it. So you're super close. I mean, and and this is like, you know, and I'll tell you that, that I'll tell you you can't even have a shuttle. And exactly, exactly. And so the because it's, it's not what we we'll buy a Dodge Caravan, no. <laughs> brand new red leather interior. <laughs> I don't want to be a partner then. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no, no, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Just making that making that joke. But no, but I, I mean, like for real, that we can we. I know that we're one of the closest farms to the city. I yep. know that the entire area near us is going to be built. Look at Carignan, yep. right? Look at all the houses near there, even the 104. If you look at everything south of the th- – or, sorry, north of the 30, everything I'm built up, and it's 32 yep. minimum dollars a square foot. Yeah, same thing. I built a house uh, six years ago. Yeah. I paid 18 bucks a square, a square foot. foot. Yeah. And now we're close yeah. to 30. Yeah. So yeah. do you want to you hear what we, I paid for the, for the farm? 
per foot? Not much. Take a guess. Less than a buck. Yeah. Of course. 17 cents a square foot. Yeah, of course. Right next door, right next door yeah. is land that's two acres big, sold at $6, $8 square foot. Yeah. But that price is, it's just, it's just rising. This is what I mean by like the math. The math mixed with the location mixed with patience. In my case, farm yeah. patience. It's like, that's a game of, uh, it's a long play. It's a very long play. It's brand building and it's culture building. It's community building. And that, that is a competitive advantage because Joe Beef has all the local food, mm-hmm. but it's in the middle of the city. You can't give me an experience that's that crazy other than in my mouth for what I'm eating. But I could do the same. I could compete yeah. on, on local food. I could give you a great chef with a great thing. Anybody can do that. I'm not saying that they can't all replicate the reputation of Joe Beef, but you could do it. And if you have the right mix, but you have the right experience, yep. people will pay a ton yeah. because that's what they want. Well, you were saying 100. They don't mind. 50. They don't mind. I would, they don't mind. Can you get minimum up to 300? Yeah, well, I, don't, don't I don't have a reputation in the restaurant industry, so I can't, I, I, can't, I can't just jump into it. I, I, would, I, be, I would be willing to, to pay 250 bucks, uh, and a lot of people would be ready. Oh, totally. But you need, like, it's, it's a package, you know? It's a package, exactly. You get the tour, you get some, you get the you know, tour, you're getting all the stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. My, my father, you, have, you have to leave with something, you know? Exactly. You're doing those, uh, those baskets. You exactly. Know, leave we give something. them food, we give them, uh, you know, we have eggs, oh, we have fresh eggs, we have yeah, a fresh yeah, yeah, basket yeah. that they leave with. Easy. We have uh, garlic that we can give. We have, oh, we like, because we did, for two years, we did baskets for 50 families yeah but we can work our goal is to grow mm-hmm. a lot more that's why we spent this year doing infrastructure because back to the game of like i'm i know that you know there, there's very few things in my life that i've put a, a dollar in or a garden clove in the ground and get 4x out there are very few things that you could do that yeah. with and a farm is the such a tough job to start up because if you don't have the capital which i i didn't fully have but i had the capital at least to buy the land now I'm in a position where I'm like, okay, this is where we could go. You know, I've got a little bit more capital where I'm willing to invest. What I don't have is the right partner or the right, like, I, I don't have the chops to run that. But I have the chops to make the brand and run the marketing, and that's what I should do. But the, and then to make the content, the videos yeah, yeah, and the yeah. thing, because I can do that endlessly. And then, and then that's where I think there's a real opportunity. I'm glad that you validated the idea. I love it. If you did nothing for me tonight, this is what you did. I pre- appreciate it. No, seriously, it's awesome. I really love it. And I was so impressed with what Isabel and Farm's Table did. I think her brand is like on point. But more importantly, I think Valhalla and all that stuff can lead to that very mm-hmm. well. It's a nice location. It's a very good location. It's a very nice location. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad you agree. Yeah. You have something there, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. And we're, and we're going to have, you know, f- like the f- like how, how much fresher could the food be than like – Hey, uh, we're gonna make you an egg, an omelet right now, and uh, the egg, uh, the chicken. yeah, the egg mm-hmm. just laid, it, laid it. it. It's like the egg was just laid, and yeah, here we go. Now it's on your plate. Like it's like you can't. The eggs are so much better as well. Oh, oh it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. Yeah. So, um, well, thank you so much for for being right. a guest. Thank you so much for doing what you do. Um, you know, I I always love meeting entrepreneurs. I love meeting people who have amazing stories who go from. Like literally being the way the, the bus boy and the waiter in a restaurant to being the person who eventually says, you know what, I can do this better. And who doesn't just say I could do it better and never does it, but who does it, who makes it happen. So, you know, kudos to you. Hats off to you. If I was drinking, I would cheers to you. Um, but yeah, thank you so much for being a guest. Thank you. It was you. my pleasure, my friend. Yeah. And go check out the Carcass if you're gonna if you're gonna go if you check out Couteau, they're all over. You have no excuse. Couteau. And if, you, if, you're, if you're listening to this and you're in Paris, which is possible because we've got an international audience. Well, now maybe you could go and check out the French Bistro and get a poutine in Paris, too. 17 arrondissement <laughs> just, coming just soon. Just <laughs> <laughs> arrondissement. Anything else you want to say or anything else you want to share? Not really. It was, uh, it was an honor to, to be here, and yeah. uh, I met a pretty interesting guy. No, thank you. Thank You're you. You're a smart man, my friend. <laughs> I'm thinking about it.